Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Sydney Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we give a course review of Incline Village's championship course in Lake Tahoe, California, discuss the Women's Open at Carnoustie, and unpack the first week of the FedEx Cup. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast. I am your host, Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Yes, indeed. We are back. We are back after a couple weeks here. We got a great show for you today. We got um, a review of Incline Village's championship course in Lake Tahoe, California. We're going to discuss the Women's Open at Carnoustie, and we're going to uh, get our, our bets in here for the, the FedEx Cup um, first week playoff here. Uh been a, a, a cool couple weeks since we last had the pod here. Um, we had the women's results um, for the Olympics. Um, also, shout out Nelly Corda. Yeah, shout out Nelly Corda. Um, we got got to play some golf. You recently took a um, a bit of a hiatus from golf, but you got recently back into it. Um, I didn't play last week, but I got to play a great course up in Tahoe, um, which is the subject of our course view today. Yes, yes, indeed. So um, you you weren't there in Tahoe with me, so this will be a one kind of a one sided story of what we got for the the course review here. Um, Incline Village, Lake Tahoe, on the east side uh, of the lake. Um, I never heard of of this golf course before. Um, we were up there for the week and decided just to see what kind of golf they had, and came across this course. And I was I, I got to tell you, I was completely surprised and completely impressed by how well this course is because like when you or how well this course is kept up, because when you go up to, to Tahoe, it's covered in snow for, you know, three yeah. or four or five months out of the year. And so you don't think that it's going to be this incredible golfing, you know, area. Um, there's a lot of nice courses up there. And there is. So you hear about those and you don't think you're just going to find one that's not, you know, completely, you know, highly touted. And it turns out this one actually is. Um, so as the rules always state, we, we, we review the facilities, the course conditions, and then the course design and playability. Um, great weekend up in Tahoe when we played this day. It was warm. It was in the afternoon. Uh, air quality wasn't the greatest. There's some fires up there that are kind of impacting that. So it was a little, a little less, the, it was hard for me to evaluate the, the vistas because mm-hmm. some of those you can see the lake from, yeah. and I, I, you, you didn't, you couldn't see that there was a lake around at all because of the air quality. Um, but dude, this, <laughs> this place is awesome. We stayed like three minutes away from it and it was so, uh, so first of all, the facilities were amazing. We got there. We hit some balls. Um, shout out Jeff. Uh, we played. Um, we we put it on the putting greens. They have a they have a great great pro shop. The pro shop there had like it was huge for one, and it had all these uh, all the the Ryder Cup equip not equipment but like all the the memorabilia and yep. stuff like that and gear that you can get for that. It had a whole section for that. That's badass. Um, and then it had hopefully all, all only American gear available. I think so. I didn't see any Euro stuff in there, but you're right. Um, again, huge, huge pro shop. Great driving range. Huge, probably about 40 stalls there. I like it. Uh, it was in, in great shape. Everything was uh, you know, easily accessible. There were multiple ball vending machines. Um, 
the coolest thing I thought though was they had this little like shack right there. And if you needed like a new shaft or like a, a, a grip put on or something like that, like while you're hitting balls, you know, you know, it takes yeah. about 20, 30 minutes. And they'll have get, your grip done, done for you. Those do it right right there. That's pretty sweet. Um yeah, and they had nice restaurant, nice bar, cart service, all that type of stuff. And it was you know, there wasn't that many people out there and they still had all like a full service thing. It was, you know, a Wednesday at 3.30. Um, course conditions. This course was in phenomenal shape and I don't know how they do it. We went to, or we've played Harding a bunch of times and when the last time we played Harding, you know, it's a great course and we're, this, we're, we're nitpicking here. Mm-hmm. But the fairways were a little shaggy. They were a little bit long. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything was super tight um including the fairways the fairways were they rolled they rolled out the 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 rough was not penal it didn't really affect your shot too badly um but it didn't the you almost wish it did because your ball would roll out into like the pine straw or or behind a tree or something like trees right a lot of trees out out there i would imagine tons of bunkering out there uh, and everything was in tip-top shape. Bunkers, even the pine straw, uh, uh, the the tee boxes were flat with plenty of room. Nice. Um, the greens were fast and they rolled true. There was no bumpiness to them. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting is when we when you play a, a golf course that's in undulated terrain or you're on a mountainside or you're near water, um, which is both true for uh, for incline village because you're right by the lake it's hard to read the greens but i feel like it was easy to read the greens it was just they were just really tough um in terms of their speed uh-huh but they rolled yeah, late in the day too late in the day they've been baked out all day um again stellar there's i i can't i can't give it high enough marks i mean other yeah, than I'm looking at some pictures online yeah you it should, looks pretty fucking sweet yeah i mean it had like the cross hatched uh Fairway, fairway. Cuts. it was it, it was incredible. and they're charging a good amount there and i mean i mean incline village is a nice porsche area of tahoe as well yeah. so you would expect the golf courses out there to be nice yeah this looks bitching yeah looks, so uh, it, you know tons of yeah tons of trees um it's very highly regarded in nevada now nevada with its vegas courses for this to rank up there with them that's incredible to me um best in state three years in a row by golf digest you know, and that's competing with all the Vegas courses once again. Um, Robert Trent Jones, this guy gets around with all the that courses, he does with all the courses that he designed. I feel like the last five courses that we reviewed is a Robert Trent Jones, um, and what he kind of did, and we'll just now might as well just get into the uh, um, course design and playability. A lot of dog legs, a lot of uses, use, using of uh, of bunkers if you're trying to use driver. Um, really putting you at a decision. I almost thought we play from the whites. I feel like playing from the blues or the tips would be better playing. Better yardages, right? Exactly. Force you to not hit shorter clubs off some of the tees and stuff. I hit hit, uh, iron off the tee just as many times as I did with my driver, and that's not including the par threes. Yeah, I definitely see the uh, Robert Jones bunkering here as I'm looking around at all these greens. Yeah. Pretty well protected. Well protected. Again, it's you're you're in Tahoe, so there's a ton, a ton, a ton of trees. Um, I really enjoyed getting around the course. It's not super long, and you're playing 
at altitude. So mm -hmm. I looked it up. It's about 8% extra for your club um, in terms of distance that you get. Yeah. And I felt that it was more than that because I didn't particularly strike the ball well playing out there and the ball still kept carrying. Like I hit I, or I, I was long on pretty much every approach shot and I was even trying to, you know, account for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I ended up, ended up shooting an 81. I, I did not play well on the front as I was getting used to my yardages. Yep. And on top yep, of that, yep. I lost a couple balls, but on the back, I got helped out by uh, by an eagle on one of the par fives, and again, go. it wasn't it wasn't incredibly long. Like I said, like look at this, the from the blues, this par five was four hundred and seventy five yards. Oh yeah, that's from the blues. That's from the blues. Yeah, that's not long at all. Nope. And if you hit it and you combine that with altitude, you're gonna have a, a yeah. Short that's iron. horrible, man. Yeah. So I had I had a nine iron into that green, and then I hit a putt that would have rolled into the Central Valley if it didn't hit the flagstick, and luckily it did. Good living, baby. Um. So yeah, the water hazards. Um. You had to clear uh, dog legs. You had to account for in terms of not driving through the fairway. There was no rough to protect it from rolling into you know, into the trees. Trouble. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I can recall from that. Uh, you know, the, the use of hazards, I think was what really protected it is. It reminded me a lot of how, uh, Silverado is. That's, you know, so in, in looking at it, that's exactly kind of like what I just went to from looking at these pictures yeah. and then the, 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 the water around some of the greens in the bunkering. It reminded me the most of, of Silverado. Interesting. Um, and so that's going to lead us into our McKenzie's because that was the baseline. Essentially, when I was done playing that course, I thought of Silverado. Um, and again, I think with, where I get the edge from this is obviously the facilities were, they were better than Silverado um, in terms of the practice facilities. But it's the the course design and the and the conditions are just as good. Um, I just remember more of the holes after playing uh, incline versus when I played Silverado. Silverado, and it, it stands out. And that's one of big one of my biggest things when I'm evaluating golf courses is like how many holes like stick in my mind. Yeah, and several of them stick in my mind from uh, from incline. So. I'm going to give it six thousand from the blues. Six thousand, and you're you're and you're over six thousand feet up. Yeah, but you can see when you're looking at just looking at the. Sorry to cut you off mm -hmm. there. You can definitely see the shapes of the holes and the the dog legs and kind of how it's played out. It looks like a cool track. Looks very fun. Really fun. You don't have to shape shots because you don't have to make up for distance. Yeah. So if if you just want to just hit a straight shot on a dog leg, you don't and have leave to leave it short like, and just yeah. play from there. Yeah. It, that, that's kind of it. Seems like the front, especially on the front nine, um, there's a couple of holes like that. Yeah. All right, back to the uh, whatever the moment that everyone's waiting for. Yes, the McKinsey's. So I'm going to give it. So I ranked, I ranked uh, Silverado at a four point three, and I feel that this barely edges it out at a 4.35. Okay. I'm give it. All right. I like I it. To, I have to, like, I swear the, the fairways were, like, so immaculate. The greens were challenging. Um, and I can only imagine if you could see the vistas that were intended 
I got yes, it without I, smoke. And that's without the smoke. So I got to give them the credit there for that. So just slightly above Silverado, still a great course. It actually hosts, you know, uh, pro events. Um, but I just got to give, I just got to give the, the nod to Incline Village. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to um, get out there. I've only played, uh, I think the only place I've played in Tahoe's Coyote Moon, which is sweet, but that was a while back too. So Where is that? Is that in South? That's in, it's in Truckee, technically. Oh, gotcha. So north side, but um, very cool track. Um, yeah, so we'll have to definitely plan a little Tahoe Sandy Pars trip and get out there. Do some gambling. Fuck yeah. So... Um, to the into the pro game here we got the we got the women's open at Carnoustie which is uh the second time that Carnoustie is hope uh has hosted the women's open um obviously a very legendary track carnage yeah it's the it's commonly uh regarded as the one of the hardest golf courses in the world yep even. um so I'll be watching I'll be tuning in for that. Also kind of the return of uh, Tiger in this last kind of, or in this most recent stanza of his career. That's true. Against, uh, I believe, Chesco won that 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 uh, British Open there. That's right. right. But, but Tiger charged on Sunday, and it was the first yeah. time we'd seen him kind of back. Um, that, back. That, that was... When I f- kind of fell in love with with uh, Francisco Molinari, what a performance! That was that, such that a great Sunday. tournament. Uh, like, his, he played he, so well um, down the stretch there. That Sunday around the greens was incredible. Yeah, um, and that course was playing really hard that week. Yep. So I'll never forget that shot. I think it was on sixteen or seventeen, and he hits he hits this beautiful iron shot, and I, he just says in you know Italian accented English. Please be good. <laughs> and it just lands right next to the fucking hole. You could tell that was like a career. That was the career changing shot for him. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, so for me, I, I wasn't watching too much LPGA in 2010 or whenever the hell they were at Carnoustie recently. So, yeah, uh, which I guess that's not very recent. So I I am really looking forward to watching this Uh I think the story will be like with pretty much any open championship, whether whether or not there's there's weather at uh, at, at hand, uh, <laughs> whether or not the weather. If, uh, you know, if they get conditions like we saw in the men's tournament, I would imagine it'll be pretty low score out here. Um, and if it can be nasty, kind of like it was a couple years ago, then right. then I, I think these ladies are going to struggle. So. Yeah, um, I, I have a question for you about that. Um, actually, coming up here, but before that, I wanted to talk about the history of this course. Cool. Uh, there is a documented, uh, there's documentation of this area hosting golf that is now Carnoustie since like the late 1500s. So I think it's probably one of the original golf courses in the world. Um, designed by Alan Robertson, Robertson and Old Tom Morris. For those of you who have seen this corny ass movie on the Golf Channel, there's a movie called Tommy's Honor, and it's corny as fuck, but it's actually very, very uh, uh, informational uh, because Alan Robertson was the very first golf pro at uh, uh, St. Andrews. And what his job was is he actually would build the golf balls. So he had this certain type of golf ball that he had to like hand make and he would 
they said that he only what, killed, what the hell did they even make golf balls out of it was like feather day? it was like feathers in the middle and this other material on the outside dude i'm that not sounds, kidding that sounds exhausting dude it was like a, it was like a, it was like a <laughs> miniature volleyball okay like a really small volleyball packed with feathers and so he had perfected this type of making this golf ball and because he had done this he had got all this acclaim and he brought in tom morris as a young he was young tom morris then that's what they all called him about town and showed him how to make these golf balls and so what they would do is they would make like 25 of them a day could you imagine could you imagine that today with with, with all the efficiency of, us? of production 25 <laughs> golf balls a day and so how did this guy have time to to fix golf clubs and build golf clubs i have no idea so he'd make 25 golf uh golf balls a day teaches all he knows to old tom morris and then old tom morris essentially takes over his role at St. Andrews and a legend is born. Fun fact, those two had a falling out because old Tom Morris preferred this new type of golf ball with dimples all around the outside of it versus his volleyball-shaped knuckleballer that when you hit it, you didn't know where the hell it was Uh going. So they had a huge falling out. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's back in in, in the 1850s that these guys were were doing that. And obviously, everybody who's a golf head knows who old Tom Morris is. He's like the OG of golf. Again, I I highly recommend watching Tommy's Honor because you learn a lot about the game. This course, uh, being one of his courses, uh, also has hosted eight men's opens out there in Europe. Um, It has had... uh, uh, two women's opens, and the first so it's since 1930 they've been playing these majors out there. Um, another interesting thing I felt that we should know about this is it used to be a 10 hole golf course up until the mid 1800s when old Tom Morris was like, We need we need about eight more holes, mm-hmm. and essentially the standard for 18 holes has been uh attributed to that move right there. Oh, shit. so. Some some like just deep rooted history of golf at Carnoustie. So seeing the women, we've been talking about this. They've been playing uh, courses for the women's majors that they've had at uh, at the men's, and I think like this is awesome. They need to keep doing this. We we're in complete agreement about this. Yep. Um, so I'm interested interested to know what like who do you think is going to be able to conquer Carnoustie. Uh, so yeah, like I said, the weather is going to make, uh, hopefully makes a difference, especially after getting that nice ass, uh, men's open championship. I would like to see a little bit of sideways rain and some, some fun. Uh, obviously you got to think of Nellie Corda being the favorite. She's just in the fucking zone and untouchable right now. Um, you wonder how she'll she'll hold up link style wise. Yeah. Uh, but I believe she finished top five last year at the in the open championship too. Do you, so do you want to see a massacre or do you want to see like record I, scoring? What do you I would see? like to see him struggle a little yeah. bit. Just just playing in some weather, right? Yeah. Um and not so much struggle. I would I mean I want to see them play well and, and and the score be under par. But yeah, I I would like to see somewhere in the single digits of par winning this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, rewarded for good shots and then severely punished for for poor ones. So you're saying single digits under par? Single digits under par. Okay. Yeah. You know, minus seven, minus eight, somewhere around there. Um, I think that's one thing that over time, 
I've thought, oh, make the course as hard as you can. Like, so what if you're watching guys, you know, finish the tournament plus one, plus two, plus three? But that shit's boring. You're not tuning in to watch these guys shank shots. No, I mean? no, no, no. I, I want to, like I said, I want, I want good, you know, rewards for good shots, and then mm -hmm. I want you to, to to have some punishment for some poor shots. It's a fine uh, balance for sure. But uh, and and I think probably the winning score is going to be somewhere around there. I'd say in the minus eight to minus ten under par range. I would think. Um, so yeah, you you know, Nell's got to be a, a, a favorite. Um, I would love to see her win. I mean, that just puts a, a, a cap on a hell of a season that she's already had. I, I got to agree, dude. I mean, she's playing so hot right now. And, uh, I mean, she's on an absolute roll. Yeah. So, uh, and then other picks I got that I'm going to bet on. Um, another favorite runner-up. I think she finished second in the uh, Scottish Open last week. She's been playing great. Lydia Coe. Plus twelve hundred. Charlie Hull played well last week. Um, one of my new faves, Charlie Hull, plus three thirty. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another Euro, our girl from Denmark, who was killing it in the uh, just missed out on a medal at the Olympics. Yeah, um, Emily Pedersen at plus six thousand. Odd, damn, tough. Uh, so. Little little action. I wish they had top tens for um, for ladies golf. Betting, That's crazy that they don't have top tens in yet. due time. It's 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 just because they don't have the stats, right? They don't have the strokes gain stats and all that. So the casinos stand to lose a lot more than than they would. Uh, I, I think that I I completely agree with you. Um, I'm gonna my my three are. I have two people who I think are gonna you know have a shot at a top ten or or winning it even. And number one is obviously Nelly Corda. I feel like I pick her every week, but hard I, not to. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's absolutely incredible. And world her, number one for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> and the the ladies that she had to pass to get that ranking are are incredible, incredible golfers. Um, so yeah, I'm going her. I like Charlie Hall as well. I think that she's kind of just like a badass in terms of her entire demeanor personality she's just completely fearless yeah so i really i really like that and she's been playing good golf of late too she's not gonna let carnusi intimidate her so she's gonna go out there and go after it um <laughs> and i think that uh uh my long shot i'm gonna pick is mel reed i know that at one point i remember looking at her odds to win <laughs> i heard it uh her, the the odds for her to win she was like last in the field and i couldn't believe i couldn't believe that and ever since someone that was leading the U.S. Open going yeah, into the weekend, yeah. So I have a hard time believing that shit. So I'm going to go for Mel Reed. She's back, you know, back in her neck of the woods, um, confident as ever. She's she's talking shit with uh, with Brooks Kepka, who's a great, I guess, not a mentor, uh, even though she's taking some of his advice. I think just a great peer to be going over strategy with. Uh, I mean, who's a better major player right now than him? Yeah. Um, do you know if they're doing anything to the course? Like, you know, what the what's the yardage? I don't or? know what the yardage is. I haven't looked that up. I, I intended to today. My my guess is I believe it's longer than 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 uh, it played a couple years, uh, like a decade ago. I saw MB Park talking about it, and she thinks she actually likes the longer setup because it forces them to it allows them rather to, to hit some longer clubs, gotcha. right? Because uh, that's the issue with setting up the courses for the ladies is there's kind of this weird common 
you it, 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 at times they can be too short and then they mm-hmm. they have to hit you know they can't hit a driver and it's just there's a lot there's so there's i never realized there's so much more that goes into setting up the courses for these championships and and then i totally I, it's yeah. bonkers yeah i'm really interested in seeing how that all plays out uh i'll definitely be tuning in i almost forgot that they were they weren't done with with all their majors so we got this that wraps up kind of the season and then we got solheim cup uh a couple weeks away Mm -hmm. and then we got the extra the extra golf what a great year yep 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 great year um they call it the super season uh okay well and then obviously talking about what's going on right now we got the week one of the fedex cup um playoffs yeah uh, you know, this kind of snuck up on me. I kind of tuned out for a little for golf for a little bit um, after all the the majors had been played um, for the men, and I again kind of forgot that the Open was still to come for the ladies, and that's something I'm really excited for. But so we got week week one of the FedEx Cup here, uh, Northern Trust, Liberty National, Liberty National. Um, the field is absolutely stacked. One twenty five to seventy five to thirty, right? Yep. Um, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm scrolling through all all these guys here, and they're all they're all studs or people that have won this year. Um, I mean, come on, how can you not want? How can you not be Morikawa leading? Yeah. All right. So without off the off the hip, give me two two names that you got that are gonna that can win bring home the FedEx Cup. Okay, so I was thinking about this, and I think. I gotta stick with one of my guys from the beginning of the year. I, I gotta. Would that be Jordan Spieth? Uh, I it actually it's two of my guys. Oh, I guess. it's I think it's gonna be him or Hovland. Okay. Uh, oh, I like Hovland. I, I gotta go. I gotta go with uh with with Hove here. He's had a great season and he's just outside the top ten, and he finished strong last year. So what I'm hoping is he kind of turns that on this year. So I was gonna ask you, who outside the top ten do you think? has a chance of just going off and, and possibly stealing this thing. Um, I don't even know how common that is. I would assume that it's very, very difficult to make up that much ground. Um, but yeah, I would say Victor Hovland, uh, and I'm hoping for Jordan Spieth. All right. Overall. So, so outside the top 10, I would say the two notes that jump out at me are probably – Okay, so one of them I, I like already is Xander mm-hmm. to take it. <clears throat> um, yep, yep. Uh, and then another one that I like to take it is uh, I like Cam Smith. He's been putting oh. really well and playing well all season. Um, I, I can see him easily winning one of these and then getting right up in the thick of things. Right. Um, and then for me, I, I would say John Rom is who I'm probably circling on this list that just sticks out that's going to – I mean, if Probably he, come if he doesn't test it. positive for COVID a third time, I think that he's going to be... Uh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right all, all things, assuming that he doesn't get, come down with COVID again. But, um, yeah, I mean, and that's not that bold of a statement. He's the number one ranked player in the world, and he's kind of on a different level than everyone else. He would have moment, won so. the tournament that he would have won one more tournament, like a highly regarded one. Yeah. Like that, so in so. theory, he'd, he'd be leading this thing, right? Yep. Cause he's only a hundred points behind, uh, Morikawa. Yeah. Yeah. It's th- only 32 points separate Morikawa and Spieth. And so it would, it would be very validating if, 
your boy went from I, I did I did say he would get one win and he would be uh, have a big year. Yeah, I did, FedEx Cup counts as a big year. As I would a big say. year, and he's played great all season. The only thing he didn't do was was a major, and those are hard to win. Um. So do you have? I mean, who you got this week? All right, I'm gonna make a couple bets. I'm gonna do uh, top ten: Rory and Daniel Berger. Rory's plus two hundred. Berger's plus three fifty. Rory top ten here last year seems to be in better form. Mm-hmm. Played well at the Olympics. Um, Daniel Berger, I think, was runner up here last time they played. Okay, okay. Uh, and then another top ten being Patrick Reed, who's won here as well at plus four hundred. And then I'm probably gonna just sprinkle a little on on Rory or Berger to win too. I don't know what those odds are, but I'll I'll look at them. I like it. Um, I'm going with shocker Victor Hovland again plus three twenty five, mm-hmm. and we're doing this fucking live. I didn't I didn't pick these bets, but I'm placing them now. I'm um, looking at my odds here. I'm gonna go with uh with a Cameron Champ at plus twelve hundred. Nice. He's, he's won recently, hoping that he's on the upswing. Um, and then my third, my third top ten. I'm gonna go with a guy who seems to be turning his mental game around in Matthew Wolf. Okay, I like pl- it at plus fourteen hundred. And I know that's a lot. I, I know that that Matt Wolf hasn't been playing that great, um, but it really seems like he's got some demons worked out. And I'm really hoping that he cashes in for me. Here are the uh, odds. Rory's plus 2,000 to win. And Berger's plus 3,300 on the winning. God damn. Are you going to put any action on that? Yes. Yes. I'm going to put a little bit on both of those two to win. One one unit, 0.5 units? Yeah. Probably probably one unit. One unit all across. Awesome. Um, yeah. So... Other than that, all we got next is we're playing some golf at Mooney's favorite track, uh, Metropolitan Golf Links. Hey, listen, I love Metropolitan Golf Links. uh, It's just the six-hour, six-and-a-half-hour round. Hopefully, I'm hoping we're out of summer peak time. We're going afternoon. We're teeing off after 1 o'clock. So, one o'clock so i'm i'm hoping to be out of there by 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 six uh we've we've already done a have we done a golf review let me see let me see a metro i'm we, not sure but no. on the topic of pace of play ava and i played in two hours and 45 minutes on sunday were you the first group out second group out six fifteen. uh one person in front of us is a, God a damn. solo out yeah. Do you guys hit balls beforehand? Like, what do you guys use? use no, nah, we just went out there. Oh, we didn't even putt. Um, <laughs> absolutely, just pulled my first drive into the uh, into, <laughs> into the trees over again. there. But ended up getting out of there with a bogey. And Avery parred the Avery. Avery freaking just piped one down the middle and then stuck one on the green. Got out of there with bar. <laughs> I was like, fuck, damn. Uh, yeah, but two hours forty five minutes. It was incredible um it's one of the only times where i've gotten in like a good rhythm and i haven't had to sit and wait and and it's it's it's, that's a a beautiful feeling you know when you you got like a you know stringing together some pars or something and Mm -hmm. then you got to just sit there and that's the worst hold on the t-box for another 15 minutes um none of that so yeah it was fun all right yeah so and we've already yeah seascape 
in my opinion, probably the best one not named Pasa Tiempo in the little Santa Cruz region. We'll there. be at Pasa. We got all kinds of fun golf coming up here. We got Pasa coming up uh, in a week and a half. Then we got Torrey Pines. Pines coming up in a, in a little bit longer than that. And Encinitas Golf Ranch. So many more course reviews. We'll be uh, talking about the FedEx Cup results, you know, betting on that some more. Uh, and overall, just enjoying the game. Um, until next time, hit them straight. Yes, indeed. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week for the results of this week's picks, the recap of a recent round at Metro, and a Tory Pines preview. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.